Welcome to the Claussen Heating and Air Conditioning Podcast. A look at some of the biggest challenges homeowners face when trying to keep their homes comfortable and how Claussen uses their experience, expertise, and problem-solving skills to connect people to comfort. If you have a specific question about your home, call 503-618-9646 or go to ClaussenHeating.com. Now with the General Manager of Claussen Heating and Air Conditioning, here's your host, Luke Anderson. Welcome to the second episode of the Claussen Heating and Air Conditioning Podcast. I am Luke Anderson. With me, Tim Earl, General Manager. Tim, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I, you know, it's it's hard to complain. Uh, we are slowly moving away from this pandemic, it feels like. The weather's getting a little bit nicer for now, which I yeah. imagine is good news yeah. for your business. It is. It is. It seems like we're slowly moving away, and then they pull us back in, and then we move away. But sure. yeah, no, the weather has... Obviously, the minute it gets warm, phones start to ring. People want things yesterday, so yeah. that's good. It's a good problem to have. What is the what is the temperature where people get to seventy five, yeah. eighty? When does the phone like you? You look at your thermometer. And yeah, you go, phone's gonna ring. Phone's gonna ring. Yeah, it's a great question. I would say it's not necessarily a temperature. It's how long it's that temperature. So we can have like. We can have like an 80 degree day. And if the next day, you know, we've seen it goes to like in the 60s, the phone won't ring. But if we see 80, 80, 85, and they get consecutive and the house, quote unquote, never cools down, it's like the second or third day. And then they look out and they see the forecast is going to continue. That's when the phone rings. And we're recording this in April. So yeah. normally we have a, a week like that, which we just did. And then it'll go back down through the rest of April and May. Right. And then June will be cool. I know because my birthday's at the end of uh, June. And then right after my birthday, then it picks up. So that was a subtle hint to send you a birthday <laughs> card, wasn't it? I don't it? think so. I mean, I didn't tell you the exact date yeah. or my address yeah. yet, but I'll get that later in the but podcast. Yeah, we'll get that. Well, we're in the, one of those weeks now. We were just in 80s. Yep. Uh, and now we're looking outside. It's overcast. It's going to rain Saturday. So yeah, uh, we have a we had a rush, and people see the 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 temperatures dropping and the sky changing, and then they kind of slow down and it'll bounce back up again. It if will. I, if I, if I were a smart consumer, which mm-hmm. you and I've talked enough to know that I'm probably not. No, you're not. Um, but <laughs> if I were a smart consumer, is there a preferred time of year that you? can offer better deals or yeah. I should make the phone call and get service a little bit quicker. It feels like calling in August for air conditioning is not the time. Calling in November for heating is not the time. That's right. Yeah. If you call in August, we'll serve you. We'll take care of the best of our ability, but there will be a line because, you know, people, a lot of people, now it's changing, but in the past, a lot of people were very, very reactive. People are starting to get more proactive. And I think that a lot of that's just due to the fact that they're having to work out of their homes. So proactiveness is a lot easier, but we, as far as deals, we don't necessarily do like, okay, it's, it's hot. So let's do a deal or it's not hot. Let's do a deal. We we stay pretty consistent with our pricing, but it's always better to get ahead of the game, to get in line. And especially now, like so many industries, inventory is at a challenge right now. Trying to get equipment is a real challenge right now. So the sooner you get in line now, I mean, you, you may order a job today. We may not be able to have the equipment for a couple of two to three weeks, which is very rare. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a lot inventory, but yeah, proactive, always, always better. And so as far as being pro. 
that you're trying to do is stay ahead with the the common equipment that people are already coming for. You already have that in stock. Yeah, well, and that's the normal way we would do it is stay with the common equipment, but the common equipment went first and so our distributor as a you know what they will do is if the common equipment isn't in then they'll exchange it for the upper equipment and they don't Mm. charge us for it it's kind of our agreement well it's been so long going now that the common equipment's out and the upper equipment's out because we robbed peter sort of sort of speak to pay paul and and so now it's it's a lot of just about anything is a challenge okay so we're really being proactive with customers say hey great get in line accept the proposal do whatever you need to do but there's going to be a little bit of a wait or could be a wait and uh it's industry-wide it's not just our brand i think it's more than even industry it's Uh, i think it's everywhere yeah it's 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 a global problem and you're hearing it in all kinds of industries um i've had conversations with multiple businesses that are saying the exact same thing and sometimes it's it's products that you wouldn't expect to be on delay people put them on the back burner and like you said with people working from home there's more emphasis on improving your your home whether it's you know the lighting or the heating or the you know whatever it is Um, so there there certainly is there's a shortage of equipment but there's also a shortage of of labor as well it seems like in some industries yeah and and we have known we've had a shortage of labor even before the pandemic we Mm -hmm. saw the curves that said you know uh the labor you know trough so to speak out there probably won't come back into a favorable situation until until about 2023 but the the pandemic just made it even worse and so but we've been really lucky finding, you know, good people and, and they learn at a fast pace. And so I'm really pleased with the staff that we have. The staff that we have is phenomenal. We've, we've been really lucky. Yeah. Well, and part of it is taking care of the, custo- the, yeah. the customers internally as well as externally, right? Yeah. And that's something that you've always preached. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's, it's huge. It's a focal point for everybody that works for us. They know it. We preach it. We talk about it every day. And so, yeah, it's, it's the bullseye for us. You know, we're not perfect. But uh, it's our bullseye. Well, there's a little small talk for you, but yeah. you wanted to talk specifically today about variable speed, yeah. which yeah. I think to most people is probably a concept they don't associate with you know, heating and cooling yeah. and, and the speed of their fan playing a big part. Why is variable speed important? Why are we talking about it today? Yeah. Well, I think it's important. Uh, and when we sit with people and we talk about it, they, they don't know about it. And so they have questions about it. So I thought it would be a great subject matter to talk about today to try to clear the air. But variable speed is important for two reasons. One, and first and foremost, is what we're in the business of, and that is comfort. Mm-hmm. So if we can deliver something at a more even temperature or even airflow or deliver something that changes as the need changes in your house, they're going to be more comfortable, the customer. And so um, that's what variable speed and an analogy does. So if you could think of, um, if you could think of like a, the lighting in your house and you walk over and you turn the switch on and it's bright light, that is a traditional lighting system. That is a traditional non-variable speed piece of equipment. If you walked over and you had a dimmer and you were able to turn the light on at increments where you say, okay, I want this light level here. You know, we may be having a nice romantic dinner or I want this light level here because I want to read or I want this light level because I really need to focus on something. 
that dimmer switch will allow that light to really change incrementally. That's what variable speed technology does in comfort. Slightly different than that, though, because your system actually knows when to adjust that dimmer. It yeah. be if your lighting system uh, knew the the amount of light coming in through your windows. Mm-hmm. It was measuring, you know, what time of day yeah, it was. So exactly. There's a little bit of intuition. How long How long has variable speed uh, been been in the industry? Yeah. So variable speed is on two points: airflow and how we deliver energy. So on the airflow side, uh, variable speed's been around for 30 plus years on the airflow side. And when you say airflow, we're talking about so, the, the airflow in the home? Yeah, so the, the, the your indoor system, whether that's a gas furnace or an air handler, the thing that provides the airflow to your ductwork distribution gotcha. system, it has had a varying nature to it for 30 years. Up until about uh, 15 years ago, they've now switched that over to outdoor equipment and and the ability for capacity to be variable. And so as, as the load changes on the house, when I say load, I mean temperature changes, you yep. know. Let's take a summer day. It, the sun comes up and at 10 o'clock, it, there's not as much of a need for massive cooling at that point, but three, four, five o'clock during the day, that's typically the hottest part of the day. That's when the unit may need to run it near a hundred percent to keep the temperature where you want it. Well, and especially then, this time of year when it's, when we, you know, we just had those days where it's 85, it's still 40 when you wake up. Absolutely. And, and there's, Absolutely. there's a big swing when you're talking about, you know, doubling the temperature from morning to afternoon. And that, and that's it. it. The time of year, the time of day. So as that changes and a house is in constant change, when you talk about cooling load or heating load, it's under constant changes, the outdoor temperatures, that piece of equipment can follow that change very succinctly. Um, even they even talk about down to 0.5%. So you really don't, you with variable speed, you're getting exactly what you need when you need it, no more, no less. And so there's, yeah, there's an energy savings tied to that, but the real the real benefit is again comfort. Yeah. So with you know with traditional heating or cooling, it's very common for us to sit with people and they say, yeah, you know, I turn on my system, I'm hot one minute, cold the next, hot one minute, cold the next, and they can't find that even place consistently. That is very typical of what we call single stage equipment. So variable speed equipment was created to take that out of the equation. So if it's been around for thirty years, mm-hmm. uh, fifteen years with you know. Or yeah. what percentage of homes have variable speed installed? Uh, I don't think I've ever lived anywhere where it's it's been installed, and, yeah. and I'm guessing most places aren't. Yeah. So the builders typically, when they build a house with our, with our industry, they're not they're not going to install it because there's a premium cost to that piece of equipment, and so builders mostly put their premiums into flooring or countertops or things like that something but that, something that looks good when you walk yeah. in for an open house yeah and when you nobody's look. gonna nobody's gonna notice that hey the temperature's you yeah know, been fluctuating all day when you're there for 15 minutes yeah yeah and so and you know largely we are 99 percent retrofit so we get to go into those homes and say it doesn't have to be that way just because the builder put it in that way it doesn't have to be that way and that's when you see the light bulb kind of go off for people go, oh, this is, we don't have to have this. Yeah. You don't have to, we can change that. Well, and I imagine it makes a immense difference in a two story home uh, where, you know, upstairs is always a different temperature than downstairs. Yeah. Uh, why does variable speed 
impact the the zones of your house so right much. well and i i think because again back to the delivery of that energy if if i put a hundred percent of the capacity of whatever size unit i have into the home and it only needs say 55 percent capacity i've put fi- almost 50 percent more in there than i need I, that, that's got to go somewhere yeah. and air will seek the path of least resistance so typically that's the lower floor if the indoor units on that floor where variable speed comes in and changes that is if i'm only putting in 55 percent capacity and i also have a fan that's only going to deliver that type of airflow at 55 percent capacity now what i do is i i take those two extremes upstairs and downstairs and i pull them closer together we can never be the same exactly unless you get into zoning and that probably would be another podcast topic oh, we'll go. talk about look uh, what we discovered yeah absolutely so wait with bated breath on that but i think that's where we start to see an evening out of temperature because now we have really changed how we deliver the capacity and we can take i, I would say typically upstairs downstairs system and you have single stage normal equipment you're going to see an average of four to five degrees sometimes six maybe even seven if it wasn't designed better better than the 30 that you're getting if you just Uh, if you're just pumping all the cooled air into one vent intel because yeah because a lot of it probably has to do i imagine with where your your thermostat sits and and where it measures that temperature right yeah if we get downstairs to the right temperature and it blows all the hot air upstairs right it's it's, that's why you have two different yeah uh, thermostat location return air location ductwork design there's they all play a part in that but variable speed we joke about it in our industry variable speed can overcome a lot of ductwork deficiencies or you know people that don't know how to design ductwork so we call it a variable speed for dummies sort of speak yeah but it uh it's a product that when you make the argument for it, it it makes total sense to have it and why would you want it any other way and the only reason that you people don't choose it it just comes down to cost mm-hmm. but we're able to show people that if they stay in their home you know more than five years their cost is going to return to them because of the savings um, because it's not running at 100 percent capacity all the time like some of our var- variable speed equipment it, using no more energy than a toaster oven okay but we have to we have to explain that to people and communicate that to people yeah so from from the homeowner's standpoint what's the difference in in their day-to-day besides just kind of that evening out of the temperature one of the things that always bugs my wife is you know when that fan kicks on mm-hmm. it's at 100 percent. so right. we, we hear it it gets loud it mm-hmm. kind of changes things up so we tend not to run the air as much as we probably could or probably should Mm -hmm. just because of of the noise reduction. So when we talk about your day-to-day, what are all the areas that it can improve other than just temperature? Um, Sound, operating cost, and probably the biggest thing that we don't talk about a ton of is the impact to the equipment. So what we know about equipment is... uh, to reliability and longevity, the hardest thing for equipment is the starting and stopping. There is a lot of energy. Like when you take an outdoor unit that's powered by, you know, 220 power, high voltage, the starting and the stopping of those units is very hard on the units. And if a unit can instead run longer run times and not have to start and stop so much, 
it is going to be more reliable. It's going to last longer. I'm just picturing every time I get in my car, just slamming on the brakes or slamming on the gas when I need to stop. And it's go. A, it's exact. That's yeah. exactly what it is. If it, that's a, you need to come to work for me. <laughs> that's the analogy we. Well, use. I'm working for you right now. Exactly. Huh? Come on, you can do this exactly. podcast yourself. Well, you I want. meant in a different fashion. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. But I, that's a that's a great analogy. It would be like if you. We're at a stoplight and the light turned green and you floored your car and you then came to the next light and slammed on your brakes. You'd get from point A to point B, but it's not the best, most yeah. comfortable ride for your passenger. Probably yeah. hard on your car. Yeah. That's really stage or non-variable speed equipment does. Variable speed, it's like cruise control. Okay. Very so you, even. You get the variable speed and you have it set up. So the, the equipment's running more efficient. What what are the other elements that you need to build around that to make it work to, to its optimal? Yeah, uh, ductwork design. So variable speed is designed to overcome, like we just talked about, ductwork deficiencies. But if we can design a duct system properly, um, it really does allow that variable speed equipment to reach its fullest potential. Meaning there's no, uh, it, it's not having to work against bad ductwork to perform and if you get those if you get those two things in place and then the the third thing and our industry misses this all the time it's part of why we're in business um is the sizing of the equipment because Mm -hmm. bigger is not better bigger is just as bad as smaller with heating and cooling equipment it needs to be the correct size to work correctly it's not that it won't work (laughs) It just won't work as well. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. Um, the, the conversation that we had in our last podcast, variable speed came up. How does variable speed affect indoor air quality? Yeah. Great question. So in variable speed, when we talk about how it can f- affect indoor air quality, we're talking really about variable speed fan and how we can manipulate the airflow. So if... If I can lower my airflow when I'm not conditioning the house, either heating or cooling, if I can drop that down to a lower level, like your wife was saying that she doesn't like it blasting out, that that is a very common complaint. But if we can take a fan and vary its airflow and lower it down when it's not conditioning, it means now that I'm moving any particulate past the filter a lot slower and it's easier filter for, for the filter to grab that stuff. And so it enhances any filtration system because now it can grab that stuff really easy. See, I didn't even think of the ease of it. I, mm-hmm. My initial thought was if it's not moving, it's not passing that filter at all. So. Yeah. So, and you hit on it. One of the things that we recommend and advocate is with any fan, run it continuously. Sure. Because then you filtrate continuously and then you have a chance to at least even out temperatures easier. But when you have variable speed, you can run your fan continuously for about the cost of a 40 watt light bulb. So it's not an, an energy draw that you would see, but the benefits are so huge. Well, let's talk about that real quickly. Cause you and I've had the conversation in the past. If you're running that fan all of the time and your temperature is staying even, you're actually getting a cost savings mm-hmm. because if you wait until your house is hot to cool it down, your house is cold to heat it up, yeah. you're starting from a much more difficult point and your system has to put out a lot more energy, right? Yeah, exactly. And and that's what we would tell people all the time is heating and cooling equipment is, 
it's not very good being reactive, meaning, oh, we've got a temperature problem. It's way hot. We better kick on and stop this. It, it takes a long time when that happens. Heating and cooling equipment best performs when it's proactive, meaning, okay, I'm going to set my temperature where I want it before it gets there so that it has the opportunity to keep it there rather than, hey, it's 90 in the house. Let's drop this temperature. And we get those calls all the time. Hey, it's 85 in the house. I put my thermostat to 70. 10 minutes later, it's not a 70. What's wrong? Well, you're reactive. It's going to take a long time for that to occur versus, hey, set it at 70 before it gets 70. Maybe maybe I'll have to have you come work for me because you just did the perfect thing for this podcast. You, you took it full circle. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be proactive about getting your system, you might as well get a proactive system. Yeah. See what you did there? Yeah, that's, that's very nice. That's I'm fair. glad you pointed um, out. chat with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, did, did we hit all the points for, for variable speed? Yeah. It really does sound like it's going to give you benefits across the spectrum for the comfort of your home. It's going it to be is. more comfortable to live in. The temperature is going to be more comfortable. It's going yeah. to be more comfortable on your wallet. Is, is there anything that I missed? In the weekend? No. No, I think that's it. And, and, you know, again, hitting on the reliability of the equipment, you're not going to put the equipment under total stress. And so your preventative maintenance for the future or future repairs is, is kind of taken care of. Yeah. To summarize, there's really no great reason to not have variable speed technology when it's made available to you. It's just, it's getting people to experience it. Um, and if they're in a home where they, maybe someone else's home where they experience it, they'll want it. I mean, there's no question. They'll want it. Um, it, again, it just comes down to there is a premium cost to it, but it is so worth it. And it'll pay you back in the end. Yeah, well, yeah there you go. absolutely. Um, Tim, it's always a pleasure to talk to you if people want to get a hold of Klaus and what is the best way to reach you. Ah, yeah, you can call us anytime you want to, 503-618-9646. Obviously, you can email us. What's that phone number one more time, a little slower? 503-618-9646. com is our website. You can go to our website. There's a lot of great information on our website about these specific things, any uh, promos that we have going on with either new equipment or preventative maintenance. It's a great resource. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, it's very difficult not to find us. And if you want any more information about indoor air quality, that was the last podcast yeah. that we recorded. That's available through Odyssey or anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, Absolutely. So you can go and grab that as well. It sounds like we have a topic for the next one, maybe talking about heating zones. Yeah, I think zoning would be a great conversation to have because again people think they know what zoning is and they really don't and it's our job to to educate so okay. zoning would be great okay um, yeah. well it sounds like we will talk about that next time thank you very much for listening to the class and yeah. eating and air conditioning podcast whoa my voice just went deep <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast everyone have a great day all right thank you Thank you for listening to the Clausen Heating and Air Conditioning Podcast. If you have more questions about today's topic or want to see how Clausen can make your home more comfortable, call 503-618-9646 or go to ClausenHeating.com.